Hello, good evening and welcome to the Villa Park Podcast. It's me, Rich, and I'm back with the boys, Kev and the legend himself, George Fowler. How are we doing, boys? Football is back. Am I I not a legend? Well, you know, you're always a legend, but I just... It's because he's got it in his name. I know. He he just reminds us every every time he's on that he's a legend. (laughs) George is way more of a legend than me. I'm only only attention-seeking. Uh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm like you, Kev. Yeah, I can't remember the last time us three did a pod together, so it's very, very exciting to be on with um with the most tan man in Mexico, um absolutely, <laughs> and uh, and the legend himself. Yeah, I start. I, I turned up as the most tan man in Mexico, and I left even more tan yeah, than yeah, in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for, for the viewers, I've seen Rich face to face in the last few days, and his tan is incredible. So yeah, he look, he look, he looks like he. Uh, was the last time you had a two week holiday, Rich? 15 years ago. So. 15 years ago. It yeah. looked like you enjoyed every single moment of it, mate. It was, it was good. Chilled, relaxed. Good man. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm very pleased football's back. I mean, we had our we had our fans forum on Sunday, which was a nice little warm-up to the real action, which starts again on Saturday. Aston Villa against Crystal Palace, um, which we are all looking forward to. We've got people in the comments already. Max is in the house. Good evening, Max. Dale is on board. Hi all up the villa. Duncan in the house. Evening, Dunk. Michael, good evening, Michael. Rachel, good evening, Rachel. Gary, hi, everyone. Uh, proper football is back. Absolutely, Gary. So, yeah, great to have you on board, everyone. Um, just do the honours. So, uh, as always, we are we're inching towards 2,400 subscribers, lads. I think we are about 20 away. I know we haven't done many shows over the last couple of weeks, but we are going to be back firing with the content over the next uh, next few weeks. So, um, please do uh, continue to support the channel. Hit the like button hit that subscribe button, help us on the road to uh, 3K, um, which uh, I'm sure we will start to motor on over the next couple of a couple of weeks, which will be great with all the content that we've got planned. And if you do want to become a member, I've pinned um, the, the link at the top of the chat. Here it is. Um, just click that link and um, and just follow the instructions to become a member, just $1.99, and you can become an official Villa Park Pod follower. And if you do want to um, support the channel, Hit the dollar sign at the bottom and, uh, yeah, be amazing for all your support that you give us already would be fantastic. Um, so, lads, yeah, I've just said football uh, Football is back. Um, George, I'll come to you first, mate. How uh, how have you reflected on kind of the, the kind of start of Villa's season? Um, and, like, we talked on in the fans' forum, kind of reflecting on that. So I'll get your thoughts on that and kind of these next – this next period of games, because we've, we've got a, I think four league games, a cup game, a, a Carabao Cup game, and two, you know, conference league games. I think it is in this period, so it's going to be a key time for Villa, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, I always find um, the season doesn't really start getting going until that first international break, because you have like you know three, four games, whatever we've had. You know, everyone just starts sort of thinking, oh, you know, football's back, exciting times, and then bang, you you're done for a week and a half. So. Yeah, like as you say now, I think it's something like eight games in 23 days. So we can really start, um, you know, getting a bit between the teeth and hopefully um, getting some results, boys. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Kev, you know, these games are going to come thick and fast. Um, how do you think Emery is going to approach it with with kind of the squads that we've, that we've got at the moment with, you know, one or two injuries? I know we'll get into, you know, a couple of players that might be coming back. But, but even so, it's a lot of games to be carrying with, you know, a, a fairly thin squad. Yeah, we know this is the big test now. But this is what we wanted, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like like anything in your life, you know, you're always ready for that next goal. And, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, you know, think of all those Instagram quotes, you know, it's all about the journey. Well, for Villa, we were desperate. We were desperate last season to, to get away from relegation when we obviously had our previous uh, previous manager. 
then we're thinking, oh my God, is there an outside chance we might be able to sneak into Europe and unbelievable run? But we're doing that. What does that mean? It means you're going to get a load more games. It means your squad's going to get tested. It means expectations are going to be higher. And even I have to look at myself, you know, I've been pretty disappointed, you know, and I wasn't on the pod the other night, but I put a few comments in there, you know, mm. but, um, you know, we've had lost two games to two of probably the four hardest away trips in the league and we've won everything else. And yet, you know, there's still, because of the expectations of fans that are disappointed. So I think because of this, a little bit of talk that it's not quite right and whether it's Watkins not firing, whether it's defence not being strong enough, whether it's we should have brought in another wide player or forward. My worry is you lose to Palace. I don't think it's going to happen. But if you do, you get a bad European result. The, the knives start to come out a little bit. You know, Emery's got a lot of credit. So this is a key, key test for him because these next six or seven games shapes our season, really, doesn't it? You know, I'm, I'm confident of European progression. I think we're, you know, I think Altmar are a good team, but I fancy this to beat obviously all the others. But it's the league form, really. We don't want to, we, we've got games in that run we should be winning, really. So it's, it's, a, it's a real test for us. Yeah, yeah. And George, like Palace to come first on Saturday. Talking Premier League here, Palace, uh, Chelsea, um, I think it's Brighton and Wolves. You know, obviously the old cliche, there's no easy games in the Premier League. But, you know, it, it is it is a time for us to maybe, you know, try and kind of put some sort of run together in the Premier League and obviously starting this Saturday against Palace. Yeah, that's always the aim, of course. I mean... No, there ain't no easy games. I mean, it is a classic cliche, but it is true. You know, since Emery's come in, I think everyone's got this kind of feeling that we, we'll we we'll lose against the big boys and we'll beat everyone else. I mean, that's been the case, you know, for about 10, 11 games. But I wouldn't I wouldn't hang your hat on that. You know, there's no, there's no guarantee that Palace don't come to, to Villa Park Saturday and get a win, you know, and everyone really loses their shit. But, you know, this, <laughs> this is a, a competitive league, mate. And, you know, it doesn't always go like that. We... We might beat we might beat a Chelsea, we might beat a Brighton, we might lose to a Crystal Palace. It's a bloody good league, lads. And I think we just gotta, you know, keep everyone's gotta keep their cool a bit. I thought it was a bit of an overreaction to the um defeat at Anfield the other week. You know, it was it was almost like sort of, you know, how 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 dare how dare you, Uno Emery, lose a game, you know? I think sort of a bit of a reality check there. And you know, we it's it's a long season and there's gonna be ups and there's gonna be downs. There is there is absolutely um, you know, we've have you said, hey, you know, Emery's got quite a lot, a hell of a lot of credit in the bank. You know, he, he's hardly made any decisions, uh, you know, sort of, uh, um, what's the word? He's hardly made any kind of debatable decisions or tactical kind of mishaps or anything like that. Um, maybe could have argued there's been one or two this season. But for me, and I obviously tweeted out off the, off the podcast account that, you know, the, the kind of same old... Um, problems are still around with the club that whenever we go behind in a game, we're still unable to kind of stick in it, hold hold our kind of form, not lose our heads and, and maybe, you know, try and nick a goal back or nick a win here or there. And it's been like this for years. And, and we, I know Emery, Emery needs time, but we still haven't seemed to have cracked that that code, if you like, to, to kind of win from, from going behind um, in a game. It's what the big teams do. It's what the big teams do. You know, you, the, the classic example uh, in, you know, in the last 20, 30 years with Man United were unbelievable. You know, they constantly believed they were going to get back into a game. And in recent times, there's been a few teams that have managed to nick a goal against Man City. I remember we did it early, didn't we, with McGinn one year, you know, and um, you just know those teams are going to come back. We're very good at it. We haven't been very good at it. And and that's the one thing I think has been missing from, from this recent, recent run. I think we've beaten some big teams, which, you know, we, we didn't do. You know, look at last season. You know, we got, did break the Man United. Who do? We beat Chelsea, Spurs away. Um, you know, we, we've we've got consistency in terms of away, away wins last season, which was something we'd never really done. We've got consistency in terms of home performances. You know, I think we've won, is it the last eight at home? So, yeah, um, yeah. But the, I think that's the one next step. And I think that becomes, and do you know what? When, when I saw this kind of being a talking point the other day, I thought about that opening defeat against Newcastle and how, you know, I think we've all said it, haven't we? We feel like the, the Mings injury affected them. But you know what? If you're in a war and one of your best mates gets shot and there's people firing at you, which is like the Premier League, 
then you've got to deal with that, you know, whatever scenario that you're in. There is, it's as harsh as it sounds, you know, you've seen one of your, probably your best friends and a leader in the club get a knee injury, but it does suggest a slight soft underbelly. We know we are a flat trap bully now, which is great, you know, and when we're ahead, it's rare that we don't win. There's good stats on that. But when we go behind, I don't care who it's against, I don't fancy us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, that, that That's the thing. And we've got to kind of, I know it takes... There's many different ways to win a game. You know, obviously you can, we've, we've kind of cracked that. If we go one nil up, we'll kind of hold in and, and, and sort of, you know, pick a team off with, we we can win comfortably. We can, you know, but I don't think we've, I don't, and we can win one nil away from home. We can do all that sort of stuff, but we, we, we can't yet. Like, like I say, we haven't seemed to have cracked that going behind, whether it be home or away. Thankfully at home, we tend to, you know, we tend to start very fast and, and get that, get that goal or get a couple of goals ahead so that's really good but yeah like you said if you want to be one of the big boys if you want to be one of the big teams we've, we've got to kind of get that that hoodoo um off our, off our back so to speak so yeah it'll be interesting to see um a day i mentioned my audio is not great i don't know if i've turned the mic up i don't know if that's made it any better if, if people can let me know um a few comments coming in um let's have a look um <clears throat> Michael said, um, nothing wrong with expectations, but I think we are overstressing too much. We need to relax. Um, Rachel said, I think we need to keep it one game at a time, as Michael, the legend, says. Yeah, worry about Palace first. Uh, early days, yeah. Um, Gary said, we have to smash that Crystal Palace to smithereens. Um, there you go, Gary, with his little uh, little jokes there. Um, Dale said, majority said pre-season, top 10 and win a trophy. Job done. Um Paul said, hi, Rich, Fowler, Kevin, we will beat Crystal Palace 6-0. You're always very, very uh, optimistic, Paul. Uh, Paul, I, I love it. Um, Gary said, we didn't leave us, we didn't need to leave ourselves so short in forward departments, asking for trouble, if you ask me. Um, Sarko's in the house said, same old problems. We couldn't beat teams we'd expect to be at home until Emery came in. That's very true. So that is one of the things that we've that we've sorted out. Um I think the mentality will shift with our own progression and belief we can do it. That will come, says Rachel. Uh, Gary said, we seem to be living off last season's form so far. Nothing special so far this season for me. Agreed, but very early days, very early days. Um, Michael said, the reality is our defence has been hit by Ming's injury and we've not had the time to bed our new players in. Yeah, bang on. That That is very, very true, you know. And I, I will come to kind of some of our players um, now, actually, um, you know, talking of those bedding, those new players in, um, you know, Pau Torres came under a little bit of criticism, George, the, the last game against Liverpool, um, one or two fans slightly concerned about him. Um, and obviously, you know, Diaby's hit the ground running. Tielemans has, has kind of had a, a little, whether it be the old lost in translation um, uh, interview. But ha what have you made to kind of, I'd, I'd say kind of, Torres and, and Tielemans have, have kind of been the ones that have caused the most talking points. But they, it is right. They need time to bed in, though, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, with Pal Torres, I mean, we did a show right at the start of the season, didn't we? And um, me and you, Rich, both said he is possible flop of the season there. And I'm, <laughs> we and did. I'm, we did. I'm not going to act like an expert because I didn't know anything about him. All I'd gone on was a lot of people's comments on Twitter about saying he lacked a bit of physicality and... And he liked the slow sort of tempo and he wanted to be comfortable in possession. And I, as I was hearing that, I was thinking, and you're coming to the Premier League, you know, I'm not I'm not sure that's the perfect mix. But what I found so far in the in the games that we've won, when we've controlled the ball, played the game the way we want to play it, he's looked very good. And I actually think that's that was Emery's idea in signing him. I think he, even though he's a central defender, I think he, his signing was more in mind of our attacking play and how we want to start up moves and stuff. A game at Liverpool and a game at Newcastle, if Mings was fit, Mings would be playing and Torres would be on the bench. I'm convinced about yeah. that, but obviously the way it's fallen, you know, that hasn't happened. Um, as for Tielemans, you know, again, very good pre-season. We were all waxing lyrical about him. Um, but I didn't, I, like, I heard you boys the other day on the fans forum sort of backing him a little bit. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like him coming out after four games. You know, whether he's spoken to Romano or whether whoever's done the interview with him, I don't think it was very wise. I mean, you don't want to start rocking the boat with a new club this soon into the season. You know, you've got to respect the fact that you're coming into a club that's 
finished last season, you know, in absolute style. You've got Douglas Louise and Bubakar Kamara, who hadn't really put much of a foot wrong. All right, you can question maybe Kamara's form at the moment. But I just think it was a bit big time from Tielemans. He's, you know, he's only just signed. He's just got relegated. And I think really he should, you know, be trying to do his talking with the ball and not not coming out, giving it a large, saying, I, I should be playing. I came here to play. I mean, they all came here to play. You know, what should one of them midfielders just back out now and say, oh, Tielemans has come here to play. So I better, uh, I better, you know, I better get on the bench. I don't know. I'm not I'm well, look, very happy with it. They're, they're, they're all competitive animals. That's why they're Premier League footballers. So they all they all think that they should be in the first team. So, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe we slightly could have worded it better. But, yeah, like I said, for me, that's what I want. All my players to be chomping at the bit to be playing. So it's one of them. But I, I, I just, I the only thing that slightly concerns me is if, like Kev says before, if we do go on and let get lose to Palace or, you know, or lose a couple of these games coming up, it only takes a few of those defeats for a couple of the lads who are on the bench to say, well, hang on a minute, why is he playing and we're losing and I'm better than him? And and then all of a sudden, it, 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 I'm not I'm not tempting any fate here because it you know it, I'm very confident, but we know what these play we know what professional footballers are like and they they are very temperamental and that's you know <laughs> that's what can happen in, in it doesn't matter what dressing room you're in it can happen in any dressing room but a premier league dressing room i can imagine it's quite uh, quite tasty at times so yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting what did you make what do you make of the new players kev you know and and kind of i guess Tielemans and i know a lot of people in the comments are saying zaniolo as well could could get a start um what are your what are your kind of thoughts on some of those new lads bedding in well, I think Zaniolo in his in his few cameos has looked like he's definitely got something about him, and he's played pretty well for Italy. I think he was like man of the match in one of their games, of the highest ratings I saw. Something uh, he's clearly got a little bit of star quality. Uh, you know, I sound like Louis Walsh. You've definitely got star quality there, Nicolo. Um, um, I like him. Um, I, yeah, I do. I do like him. I think he, I think he's got a little bit of um, what we need in that forward line, which is a little bit unpredictable. He's kind of got the unpredictability of. Um, of an old Garzi or a Bailey, but I think he might be a bit more consistent with it, a bit of a bit of a higher quality. So, but obviously we haven't seen much of him. Um, Torres, look, he's, he's big boy league now. And maybe that's a reason why some of the bigger teams didn't go for him because maybe is it the pace? I don't know. I've got no doubt he's a quality player. You can see the way he brings the ball out of defence. And if you think about what the big teams do, they will suit their the, the, the lineup versus the game. The times last season, we referred to it before, Man City were playing four centre-backs in those back four positions because they needed more solidity with the likes of, you know, and a Kanji or an Ake, for example, playing wide. You know, and how interchangeable those players are. Is Walker going to play right back? Is he going to play centre-defence, etc.? So I think for those games where we're likely to have more possession, Torres is a perfect player. I think playing away against the high line, I think it's suicide. And this is this is the thing that I think Emery's really got to get to grips with. So Torres, I've got no doubt he's going to be great and I'm backing him. Tielemans, I kind of like that he did. I don't. I think he might have been slightly misquoted because I think if you're asked in an, in an interview, in, you know, on Belgian duty, he, what's he going to say? I mean, he'd have to be, I mean, I think he's a pretty intelligent guy. You know, you can tell that when he speaks, but I don't know. I kind of like the fact that he said he wants to play and he came here to play because I think he sends a message. He sends a message to the players as well. Um, Long lay, we haven't seen him. Um, mm. And Diaby, I think, has clearly been the best of the bunch. But, it, you know, to be to be fair, I mean, when me and Gareth did the talking tactics, um, you know, sorry to steal your, uh, your show, Rich. Um, <laughs> you do that. You did a grand oh, job. You did a grand job. Thanks, mate. But when we did it, I mean, he pointed to some points about Diaby. And basically, the words to the effect of, he's maybe getting away with it a little bit because some of the other players are off it. But um, so I don't think I've been overwhelmed you know, blown away by anybody yet. Diaby looks like he's got something. Zaniolo looks like he's got something. And I think if those two can come through, it maybe hopefully will sort of quell that kind of thought that I've got that we should have brought another forward player in, although I do think we should have brought another forward player in. Well, apparently, I don't know, it's it Pete, uh, Sky Sports Pete is on Twitter. I think he's one of the, one of the reporters on, uh, Villa reporters on Sky Sports News has said that, um, we're, we're apparently, um, obviously the, we sold those players, no secret for FFP, but also potentially to give us the leverage to sign, uh, some, some big signings in January. Uh, and apparently a, a forward player striker is it, it, like a marquee striker is at the top of that list. And then I saw some other point in saying that we were at the head of the queue for Goncalves. 
Um, so it could be it could be a big big name. But then obviously, uh, if rumours are to be true, Tammy Abraham was a done deal. Uh, you know, at the start of preseason, it could be that it comes into time in that he's injured. He's, he gets back fit in January window, and we kind of bring Tammy back. Who, who knows? But but yeah, it's one of those. You've got to take it, haven't you? You've almost got to take, take a step back and put the emotion to one side. And it's so hard to do that against, you know, when I watch, watch my lad play football, I'm sure you're the same, Rich. You just want a bit more. You expect a bit more. You know, if he if he drops one, he should have caught, you know, as he's a keeper, your boy. If my lad kind of scuffs, fluffs his lines in front of goal, I'm thinking, come on, I want more from you because, because you care more. And with the Villa, you know, the objective, rational way to look at it is no team has smashed the transfer window, no Premier League team. Even with the might of a Newcastle, uh, you know, obviously Tonal is had his, you know, he's had, he's had his problems and criticism. You know, Havertz hasn't absolutely smashed it, has he? Chelsea no. talk about all their signings. So the objective view is to say we've actually had calibre players, a good a good window, but you're not going to solve it all in one first summer window for Unai. Exactly. There is situations of a key target. They might have to wait four or five months, and they see that for the project. As being a good idea, you could look at it the other way. If your main target's been cropped for potentially six nine months, then surely you've got someone else lined up. You'd like to think they've got second and third options. And if you've done all this for FFP by the back end of the window, Philogene Bedace, Keenan Davis, Cameron Archer, Aaron Ramsey, Coutinho going out. Rumours of Den Duncan maybe going to Turkey or somewhere else. You know, get getting rid of uh, players. Does the difference in buying someone in January versus August for FFP is it that much of a difference? I don't know if it is. And I think, you know, it's just the worry that we might fall behind. If we keep injury-free now, we get back to last season's form and we're there or thereabouts and we add in January, then it's then it's go time, isn't it? But um, yeah. but, but I think the jury's out and that's where Emery's really got to do his work now. Yeah, you, you're sticking or twisting, aren't you, rather than... Well, you're twisting on the fact that we hope we don't get injuries, whereas you'd play, be playing it more safe if you brought that sign in now. But, you know... The, the Telemans of these worlds where you get these free transfers, the Kamaras of these worlds where you get these free transfers, they don't they aren't done like straight away. They're done over a period of a year where you're negotiating and then that agent is thinking, oh, this is the this is the right club for the, my player. So, you know, who knows? We could have lined up these deals for January that are kind of going through contractual and legal situations as, as we speak. So, you know, who who knows? Who knows? But um, but yeah, you know, obviously. One or two, a lot of the comments are coming in around, around some of the new players. So Dunk says ridiculous criticism of Torres. Tielemans to start on Saturday. Um, uh, Rachel said the need to, regarding Michael's comment about kind of bedding the new players in, they need to develop partnerships and knowing each other and what they are going to do. This will take time. Still, they have they are having to learn quickly and on the job. Um, absolutely, and you know a lot of these players going out on international duty just makes it that little bit more tricky. Um, Gary said, look, it could be worse. We could have Maguire in there. At least Torres will get better. Um, I think Maguire's had a lot of stick these last week, week or so. Um, Gary has also Kamara maybe drops out for Tielemans, so we'll, we'll get starting lineups, uh, predicted lineups soon. Uh, Michael Torres next to Mings and Consul would have been immense, but we must give partnership uh, a partnership time. Gary, I'd play Zaniolo away and Bailey at home. Dunk said Dazaniolo also did well on internationals, so he'd start him on Saturday. Um, around uh, around Mike, uh, around uh, taking chances, so Mark was quite concerned that we need to take our chances if we're creating good opportunities. That was one of the things against Liverpool and Newcastle, you know, kind of score getting scoring at key times when we, when we haven't. Um, Adamski, my biggest concern is this new chant. We might be singing Emery to the tune of Let It Be. It's a bit cringe. <laughs> At least it's original, George. I know you're one for original yeah. chance. Yeah, they could have yeah. changed the words a little bit more, but yeah, I know what you're yeah. saying, mate. Um, Diaby's class, yeah, for Duncan. Dale said favourites for Gon Calvez. Steve 24 7 says linked to Bayana. That's from Villarreal, isn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, need another left winger in and Gon Calvez, true quality, says Duncan. And a lot of people saying Bayana's good. Um, and then Gary asking around. Uh, well, I, I was actually going to say around the transfer you know, with Newcastle, um, you know, they've obviously have to tread the line um, with FFP and obviously uh, Botman, who did so well last season, is injured at the moment and they're playing Dan Byrne at centre-back. They're not happy with him at centre-back. Matty Target's playing at left-back at the moment. They're not too happy with him. And they're talking like they're talking of bringing Jamal 
Lascelles back in. And you like you're talking of a Champions League side with Jamal. No, like I don't mind him as a centre back, but that shows you that you can't solve all the problems for your team in in one foul swoop. If you if you're going back to the likes of Matty Target and Jamal Lascelles playing in your team, so yeah, it's it's difficult for all teams. Difficult for all teams. Um, let's let's move on to who our opponents on on the, on Saturday, Crystal Palace. Um, I think Elise is injured for them. Um, he's one of their key players. I, th- I believe so. I believe That's so, um, which is good news. Obviously, he signed a deal after being heavily, heavily linked with Man City uh, and also Chelsea. Um, but they still have Eze uh, in their side, who obviously has got into the England side. I think Mark Gahey could be injured as well. He went off against uh, for England against Scotland the other day. But... Kev, they're still a still a good side, and 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 Roy Hodgson, you know, at the grand old age, I'm not sure how. I'm not. I can't tell you how old he is. I think he's in his seventies. But he's, a, he's, he's 164. Know. Roy Hodgson. Yeah, but like, but Vieira was, you know, the kind of seen as this new breed of coach, and would come in and, and and he started off, you know, playing some really good football, and the young lads were playing with a lot of freedom, and then he kind of withdrew into his shell, and apparently didn't get on well with quite a few of the the younger players, which was a bit of a surprise. Roy Hodgson comes in and kind of gives them a new lease of life. And they've got some dangerous players, though, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, I think they've got two wins and a draw at their four games. Lost in Arsenal, narrowly to Arsenal, 1-0. Drew Brentford. Um, and they beat uh, the big Wolves and Sheffield United. So, again, you know, trying to kind of teams, you expect the teams like Villa to beat. They've dispatched them. I mean, it's very early. You can't tell for anybody, really. But... I, I do think, yeah, absolutely, Michael. Always agree with you too, mate. Uh, what a what a man, what a man. Um, I am. Um, I think Palace, even under previous managers, you know, Hodgson, obviously, even under obviously Vieira, they kind of had that swashbuckling style when, particularly when Zaha was there, Eze, Elise, and you kind of thought, wow, they've got they've got a bit going from. They just didn't really score that many goals. Well, Mateta's scored a few this season. Looks like he's he's found his, his shooting boots. Edward as well. Yeah, Edward has scored a few. You look at those players adding obviously AU into the mix and Ben Take Ben Take in recent years. I know he's gone now. And they were never quite scoring enough. It makes you look at what you had. Obviously the whole Watkins debate. Um, so I think they've got a bit about them, but we should be dispatching teams like Palace, and particularly if Elise say and I mean I feel Mark Gay's pain because I got a hit problems also. Um, but um, <laughs> but this is the kind of game at home you know we'd expect to win. But you can't take them for granted that they certainly work hard. As you and I have talked about this many times, mate, they're a physical team. Yeah. Didn't I go to Palace game with you last season? I think it might have, because maybe it was, yeah. Physical team. Home or away? Home, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. Maybe yeah. we did. Oh, I've no, we went, we, went this, we went the season before. That's when we drew 1-1. Yeah, I've got memories of you just in my ear going, look at this physicality in this midfield now. <laughs> But it's true, isn't it? Like you know, so um, it, it well, look, they it. always go for it because at that time, I think, mate, they had Koyate, and uh, it was the Mihail Mi, What is his name? Mihailovic or something? Oh, uh, the, uh, the the was he the Aussie guy? No, no, no. Anyway, that that those two. Then they then they then they got Decore in for last season, and this season they've got Jefferson Lerma and Decore in there. And it, Lerma always plays well against us. You know, obviously Bournemouth, uh, they did us the first game of last season and he, uh, he absolutely bossed our midfield. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about, about that midfield kind of, you know, overpowering us a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what concerns you, George? I know obviously Eze is a star man. You know, when he gets on the ball, he's, he's great, but... You know, like I say, that that midfield Lerma and Decore can give them a real platform for some of the kind of you know more what's the word flamboyant players to to really really start kind of cause us a lot of trouble. Yeah, they're a solid side, Palace. I mean, always you know literally panning mid table pretty much every season, aren't they? Eleventh, twelfth around that area. You know, big physical team like you said. They've got the flair players that can play, but um, I'm really chuffed when you said Elise was out because I you know I really do rate him as a player. Really, really decent player. They've got um, they've got uh, Anderson at the back there, aren't they? He's, I think he's the one who's mm-hmm. played at Fulham. He's started the season very well for them. They're a good side, but they've um, like last year at Villa Park, they they really they they look very blunt up front. I mean, Edward started okay this time round, but he's not not really done great things since he's been there. Um, and Palace have always struggled to score a goal at Villa Park. I mean, they've scored one goal at Villa Park in the last six meetings. You know, they've had one win at Villa Park 
in the Premier League era. So I'm never too worried about Palace at home. When we go there, it's often a different story. But, you know, last year we kind of, we tried to play around them. They're the physical team. We were a bit smaller and we, we had to find another way to win. And um, yeah, if we have to do that this time, then then that's the way to go. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it was one of those with, with them last season. I, I just was really disappointed in how they approached. Well, I wasn't disappointed because we ended up winning the game, but I was expecting a lot more from Palace this like last I think, season I think when that we might played Vieira's last last game. Yeah, it was, and I just think I think he just went into his shell and was trying to get a point from anywhere, and he just kind of just abandoned all all attacking options. And uh, like you say, they were pretty toothless. We got the goal from a, an own goal from Anderson, and, and then that that was that. But I mean, their la- their team last game, Kev, was Johnston in goal, Ward. Right back, Anderson, Gay, and Mitchell across the back. Decore and Lerma in midfield with Au, Eze, and Jeff Schlup and Odson Edward up front. Some of those players have kind of been—I wouldn't say journeymen because they've kind of stayed at, at Palace, but you know, dare I say it, slightly average players. Yeah, I think you can say it, mate. Yeah, I think you can say there's players like you know Andre Au who's never sorry Jordan Au has never really been. You know, awesome. He scored the odd unbelievable goal, but really, you know, look, Jeff Slup was obviously at Leicester, and you know, you just got players that have kind of been, you know, Ward. He's all right, isn't he? But he yeah. all together, yeah. you know, Palace. I think since they've been back in the Premier League, nine seasons, they finished between tenth and fifteenth every season for the whole time they've been here. And I think, I think, majority of those, like seven of the nine seasons, is between eleventh and fourteenth. So they're never really in relegation trouble. They're never trouble in Europe. Um, they are the epitome of a mid, slightly lower to mid-table side, which means they will have to be getting wins sometimes in games that they're, you know, maybe not expected to win. Um, they can be dangerous when they're on the day. Um, they've got quality that keeps them out of those relegation spots, and you, that's where you got to look at it and give the credit to what you know what Roy Hodgson's done. You know, he came back in obviously last season when they were probably a bit premature with Vieira, but you know, the rumours obviously he'd lost the dressing room a bit. Um, so yeah, you just you can't underestimate them. And I look Palace when they're on it. I mean, Eze is Eze's a right player, isn't he? He's, he's quality. I wish we'd assigned him to be honest yeah, when, he, when yeah. he was at QPR. Well, we were linked with him and Elise, they weren't we with our championship. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, you think about those players that come from the championship to the Premier League and the ones that work out. For every, you know, for every uh, Eze, you've got a Neil Moore pay, you know, for every look, we, we've done it, you know. I think, I think there's more than there's more than we give credit for. I, yeah. I honestly do, but yeah. You know, I, th- I don't know why there's a reticence to put to sign players in the championship, but yeah, I, I agree with you because, like you say, you can get players that kind of get stuck stuck in between that not quite too good for the championship, not good enough for the Premier League uh, bracket. Look, yeah, and um, we've maybe got some of those that we could argue ourselves in, in recent times. Some clearly, you know, we signed Scott Hogan, didn't we, with a view to get promoted, and he he was clearly not good enough. You know, you got likes of Kodja, didn't we think you maybe got one or two sub appearances, and then you got ones that have been well, look at obviously Watkins has been a considering where he came from an absolute roaring success. Um Con- at least Con- a, decent. Cons has been phenomenal, isn't he? Should be starting internationally for Portugal or England, really. So, you know. Mm. And so yeah. Um but but you know, um Aston Villa under Unai Emery, eight is it eight, eight home wins in a row. This is a game we gotta win, haven't we? Absolutely, absolutely. Um We'll get to starting lineups in a second. Uh, we'll just go through a few few comments. Um, Gary said, "Wasn't Roy the first manager of the month in 1884?" <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought so. Rachel said, "I hope for a solid defensive and attacking performance from us." Uh, yeah, we all, we all, we all do. Absolutely, clean sheet and a solid win will be great. Um, Gary said, "But they've got someone worse than Bailey. Mister Ayo is probably playing." Um, yeah, he, he doesn't. Um, Oh, is that, I think that's relating to Paul's question, but I'll come back to that one later. Um, Duncan said, we need to pack uh, the midfield. Uh, Michael said, Palace will be strong at the back and we'll look for a smash and grab, but we must control the midfield and the ball. Um, in the last game, the Palace guy got sent off. Yeah, that was um, Decore got sent off. Um, so yeah, that, that did definitely help us quite a bit. Um, yes, Gary, we're going for nine in a row at home. Adam says... Yeah, it's, it, I mean, considering like there was times where we were dodgy at home, we've we've really turned it around. Um, Adam said Palace are a really good unit. Don't have talent all all over the pitch, but they gel well. Um, a lot of people saying you know um, overload the midfield and we, and we'll win. So 
yeah, look, obviously, as always, the midfield is the, is the key battle. Um, we'll go through starting lineups uh, in a second. Um, you guys get your starting lineups into the chat as well. We'll go through them. Uh, just a quick kind of plug for the channel again. Do make sure you guys hit the like button. We've got over 50 watching, which is brilliant. So thank you all for watching. But make sure you do hit that like button to help us attract more. And, uh, and do hit that uh, subscribe button if you are new to the channel. And if you do want to become a member, it's pinned at the top of the chat, the link there. Click the link, follow the instructions. It's just $1.99 a month to become an official Villa Park Pod follower. Uh, so, lads, um, let's go with your team first, Kev. Um, you made a slight change to it, uh, added it on here. So take it away, mate. What have you gone with? Um, so I've gone with, um, and the change I made for those interested was the app I used to put this in there. I haven't updated it since we signed some players. So I didn't, when, you know, <laughs> in the maelstrom of like getting the kids to bed and trying to get ready for this and make sure I've got my peppermint tea and honey, you know, um, I forgot when I did my lineup that Zaniolo even existed. She just goes to show what a big fan I was of him 20 minutes ago. Um, so <laughs> I, um, yeah, I think looking at defensively, if Carlos is apparently got a slight hamstring injury, it's been weird. We've had no updates on that. It's been a bit, I keep seeing pictures of him in his swimming shorts on holiday somewhere. So, um, so he, he must be okay. But I think if he's out, I think it'll probably be just a traditional back four, although one of them I'm sure will bomb on. So I think maybe Cash will be the one to bomb on. I think Pau and Konza in the middle and Dina. I've put Tielemans in. I've, I've, I've left out Kamara. I think his form's been a bit off lately. And I think Tielemans maybe gets a start to see what he's all about. Um, so Tielemans, Louise, and then Watkins, Diaby behind, and then McGinn and Zaniola I've put in. It's nice, actually, to have someone in to rather than reluctantly just picking Bailey because I think that's where we're going to go. So, um, yeah, that's what I think. And it's a big chance for Zaniolo at home, obviously, in front of the fans for the first time to show us what he's all about. It will be his first time at home, won't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Burn yeah, because he couldn't, he couldn't play. Yeah, and he couldn't play in the um, Hibs game. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Um, George, let's go through your one. Um, slightly smaller font, but we can still see. Um, so, yeah, who? Any any differences? So you've gone Kamara in instead of Tielemans, and you've kept with Bailey in there. So, is that kind of just off the back of his home form generally? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, you know, the Bailey Cash thing on the same side does concern me slightly, but this is the games where Bailey always scores all his goals, I find. So he's got, I'd like to see his record at Villa Park. I bet you he's scored in more goals than he hasn't. Uh, sorry, more games than he hasn't. So, um, yeah, and, and, or, and or assisted, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, he's very effective, particularly those first 15 minutes, which <laughs> you almost need like a daily special teams, like just keep. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just... what it is. He's not, he's not always, doesn't always have the best performance, but he's just productive, isn't he, at Villa Park? You know, he'll either, either get you a goal or an assist. Um, yeah, same as you, though, Kev, with um, uh, Carlos, I thought he might be out, and you know, with his injury, injury past, you might not want to uh, risk him for this one. Um, I was tempted to put Tielemans as well, but obviously I had my little rant at the start of the show, and I just think Emery might just teach say, him no. a lesson, George. Teach yeah, him yeah, a lesson. Not, yeah, don't go with giving it the large and thinking you're going to get a game because <laughs> you've spoken to Fabromano. So no, he can wait his turn, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be in your office, wouldn't he? He'd be in there, he'd be, he'd be in, that, in that man cave. He'd be like, you "What you been saying? What you been saying?" <laughs> Um, Sam was was going to join us. Um, so he, oh no, that's Kev's. Um, <clears throat> I, I had Sam's team, but I, I don't think I've brought it on. But he was he was going to play a three at the back. I I'll try and get it um, for everyone. But I was gonna, um, I was going to go with. I think Bailey will start. I, I really do. I think uh, I think like like um, you said, George. In terms of that home form, I think I think he will. I'm not quite quite sure whether he will go with. Saniolo straight away. in and out again, Rich. Ah, sorry. Might be much of my internet. Yeah, I'm not sure whether we're with him immediately just because of the... Uh, we've also got to take into consideration that we're playing uh, Legia Warsaw on um, on Thursday as well. So one or two players would come in for that one. Um, but yeah, I did want to put Sam's on because he, uh, he made... He was going for three at the back and obviously with, with potentially with Carlos being fit. Um, we obviously saw it trialed in in some of the we've had we've seen it in, in one or two of the away games. Maybe he's been forced to do it, and we did see it trialed in um, 
in preseason. Do you think the kind of three at the back might be used at any point, lads? When you when you look at that there, that looks right, doesn't it? It it, it looks balanced, but I, I'm still not sure. I just went when Sam put that up there. That that looks looks like it it could work. Yeah, I mean, I guess Kevis, if if Carlos is fit, I mean, do you do you see that? I mean, Dino and Cash would then have the license to go forward quite you know quite freely rather than one of them sticking back in there i mean do you do you see that potentially happening kev well it gives you the solidity doesn't it that's the one thing it gives you you know you've got um and i do think with that kind of game i do think particularly when you've got a bailey in your team i don't know if you lose much if you play all of a sudden play cash where bailey is and um and you've got a bit more of a kind of defensively minded player in there somewhere I guess the other options you've got while they're still at the club is you could you could do something with with Den Donker or particularly you could do something with, with Callum Chambers, you know. Mm-hmm. And would would Callum Chambers give you a bit more height and defensive stability, you know, alongside Pau? Uh, so I guess you could do Chambers, Conza, and, and Pau with with um, with Cash and Dini. You could also do, you know, maybe you know an option for other games is if he plays Chambers instead of Pau in maybe away games. I don't know, but is a Chambers got um, any more great qualities than Pau Torres has? Probably not. So it's only maybe if you want to take power at the far in line. I think he's got options. That's all. Yeah, experience. I think he, I think he, Emery's got options, but um, he does seem to like the um. Obviously, the the, the high fallback. Um, I, I don't know. I think I think more likely at home. I can I can see a situation where he would play that four at the back, and the right or left back would be a centre half. So that's the only thing I thought differently when I did my team was: would does he maybe play Pow? Why? But then who are you putting in the middle? You know, that it means you then got to go Chambers, Chambers if Car- if Carlos is injured because you're not putting Feeney in. You got to go Chambers, Chambers and Conza. So, and, and I don't think long the is, yeah, a lot of long lay. I need to add him to my list. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, so I guess it's a possibility, isn't it? I don't think at the moment with Carlos and Mings injured that he's going to play Conza right back too much. I don't no, know. No, no. Um, Adams asked a good question, uh, and I'll, I've got a few starting lineups as well to go, but. One that we maybe haven't thought of is is Alex Moreno, and is is he back? I mean, we'll probably find out tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think. I mean, obviously we've seen him in training, but I don't know if it's going to be too soon for him to to, to start the game. I mean, it'd be great if he's on the bench, but I just I just feel like yeah, I feel like maybe it's um yeah maybe it's a bit too soon for him. Yeah, George, any any? I mean, we'll find out a little bit more from you know. Uh, Emery's press conference tomorrow. Sorry if my sound's a bit dodgy. I've not really done anything with it. I don't know if it's seems all right now, mate. To be fair, yeah. it was a minute um, ago. It was bad, but yeah, um, you know, obviously we've seen him in training a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, would you would you think that he comes straight in if he's if he's been training fully? Who are we talking about there, mate? Sorry, said again. Moret Moreno. Thought you said my sound was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got worried about that and forgot to listen to what you were saying. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, I I would say probably if he is fit, I reckon he'll come back onto the bench because mm. it's been a fair while he's been out now, isn't it? You know, he's yeah. missed the whole of pre-season, so you wouldn't want to rush him back and rush getting, you know, and risk getting another injury. But yeah, the sooner he is back playing regularly, yeah, the better we'll be, no doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think he's been a big miss for us uh, in, in the side. Definitely sort of just giving us that extra... Five ten yards going, you know. Don't get me wrong, Dean has done pretty well, you know, and he knocked some fantastic balls in. But it's just that extra extra ability to go that ten yards to the byline to to cut the ball back, as opposed to trying to put it in front of the in front of the, you know, on in front of the on running at Villa attackers and slightly behind the defenders. Where you know, I think just just going that extra five ten yards just gives us that extra dimension. So yeah, it'd be good good to have him back. Um, nice. Lads, just a quick question as well. Do you think with the fact that against Liverpool, um, the fact that Bailey obviously got brought on for Carlos after, what, 19, 20 minutes and Zaniolo then came on at, you know, was it 60, 65 minutes? I think Bailey only played like maybe 45 minutes of that game. Do you think that it's, in itself is a sign that maybe Emery's patience has run out a little bit? I mean, maybe that's particularly away from home. Personally, I, personally, I thought Bailey was played well. From what I, from what I saw well. of it, from what I saw from from, you know, watching it, in that, obviously he came on, and I, I started watching it from that point. I thought out of the the four kind of more forward moving players, I thought he was the best out of the bunch. I thought he had a great a great little run where he cut inside two players, 
Uh, I thought he put a couple of good balls in. I, I don't really see what he did particularly wrong and whether it was a tactical change. Um, maybe he thought he thought Watkins might get him a goal out of something. Diaby obviously is his big signing, so he's probably not going to take him off. And McGinn's his captain, so yeah, I, I just I just think it was one of those out of situation. I, I personally, I don't. Bailey's had some terrible away games, but I don't think he was particular. I don't think he was bad at all in in that game. I think he did that little jinking run, and he put a couple of good balls in. But I felt actually after that, like shortly after he came on. I just thought he did absolutely nothing then for the next 30 minutes for me. I mean, until he went off. I just like I, I just think in those kind of situations, I think he's offering absolutely minimum to the team. He's not he's not you well, know, what he, but what was anybody else no, I know, more than him? It's a case of are you gonna take Watkins off and put Duran on? Are you gonna take Bailey off and put, put Zaniola on? I mean, maybe the point is to take Watkins off and put Zaniola on, but um I, I get the point entirely. I don't think any of them were particularly brilliant. But I look at him in particular away games and just think I just think he's a liability being on the pitch. He, he loses. I mean, Watkins' touch has been so off this season for me, um, and that's the one thing I think we talk about XG with Watkins and goals. And you know, actually, you probably will end up finishing the season on the goals he's got. But I, I understand they're missing the chances. I get that. For me, Watkins lately, he just seems like his quality's gone. He's not retaining the ball. He's not holding up very well. His touch is bad. You know. Yeah. I, I understand missing chances can happen to loads of strikers and we watch him all the time. We're not watching all the other strikers all the time. But with Bailey, I don't know. I find myself... Oh, I, I, with... I don't... I don't. Yeah, I don't buy that. I, I'd have to disagree with that. I think any forward player um, is... is uh, that, Like I said before, like when you're away from home, when you're at home, you're going to... A Bailey or a Watkins is going to get the ball probably 100%, like double the amount of times than you are away from home and probably triple the amount of times if you're talking about playing against a Liverpool or something. So when you do get the ball, you, obviously it's on you to try and do something with the scarcity of getting the ball. But for me, the midfield was the one that lost the battle. If the midfield loses the battle, then Bailey's, good, Bailey's fighting off scraps. Watkins is fighting off scraps. And, and McGinn's as culpable as the, as the two other midfielders as well. Like, You've got to win the midfield battle, and they had what slubbers like McAllister and Curtis Jones in there, and obviously Trent was dipping in there as well. But yeah, I'll be looking at Kamara, and Louise had a good game, but I'll be looking at Kamara and McGinn as being real letdowns in that game because they didn't they didn't control anything like the ball that we wanted them to do to control. And obviously, then you, the, the the forward players are going to be starved of the ball. Yeah, I, I, I think also just to add to this before you come in, George, like you, you're probably right, mate. And I think people get more become more of a scapegoat because I guess we see more mistakes from them, and you know, and, and therefore the, the, the lights on them a bit more. You're absolutely right. I mean, McGinn was anonymous in that game. Um, Kamara was was really sloppy. Um, so you, yeah, if we control the midfield a bit more and, we, and we're going forward with the ball with numbers, then maybe Bailey's got a bit more time on the ball. I just don't, I don't think he's the kind of player. I don't think he's physical enough if he's getting a ball. No, no, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. He's not ideal for away, but I, I wouldn't necessarily read into the fact that. Well, maybe maybe Emery's like, you know, I've got the option of a Zaniolo. Let's see what he's like in this, and I might be able to use him more away from home because he has more of that physicality about him. And then I'll maybe use Bailey at home. But yeah, I don't know. I think it was a bit of a bit of a surprise. I was very surprised when I saw his his his, um, his number go up because I thought I didn't think he was having a bad like for, for Bailey away from home. I didn't think he was having a bad game for his kind of level. I don't know what you thought about it, George. Well, I just thought in that game it was over in 10, 15 minutes. It was we just could not deal with Liverpool's intensity. They literally hurried us so much that the midfield, like you say, we got the midfield got overrun. They just never got a foot on the ball. You need to get in, in the way Emery plays. You need to get comfortable on that ball, and we—they did not give us a second. Every little, you know, every time we we put our foot on the ball, they were on us, dispossessed, dispossessed, you know, and that, and they were all over us like a rash, and that got the crowd up. And I just don't think we ever recovered. They literally dominated us, didn't they? Mm. So I think we yeah. just got to forget that game now. You know, not every team has got got the um, you know, that that sort of Anfield. I don't know what would you call it. It's like. It's like a bloody hurricane coming at you, isn't it? Yeah, it's so you know, intense. You, you get it at every ground. And we miss Ramsey in those types of games. I have to say, we really do miss Ramsey because he gets you up the pitch. Whether he, whether something comes off with every run that he makes, it, it's, it kind of doesn't matter because he's getting you 40, 50 yards every time. Um, it's kind of what you'd like a Bailey or Diaby to do, really, you know, in those away games. But 
Ramsey gives us that strong running with the ball and, and we really do miss him in those types of games. Um, but anyway, we, 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 we digress. We digress. So a few starting lineups. I think most people agreeing with, with you, Kev, to be fair. Um, Duncan's gone Emmy, Dina, Torres, Consa, Cash, Louise, Tielman, Tielemans, McGinn, Zaniolo, Diaby and Watkins. Exactly what you said, mate. Um, I think Paul's gone for the same. Uh, oh, and he's gone for Carlos if if he's fit. So Dina Torres, Carlos Conza, Louise, Kamara, McGinn, Diaby, Watkins, and Zaniola. So yeah, a couple of changes there. Uh, Adamski swapped Diaby with McGinn. Um, uh, who else have we got? I think that I think that's every. Oh, Adam says Kev's lineup, but with Diaby out wide and McGinn number ten. Yeah, it's interchangeable um, for me. That like I don't know what Emery's going to do, so I could either or. I'm happy with that. Yeah, definitely. A few people asking the questions on Ollie because you've you've brought him up uh, as well, Kev, talking around his, you know, his form at the moment. And Gary's asked the question: What do we do if Watkins has another poor game against Palace? Um, and then someone else, uh, big question, says Duncan: How many chances will Watkins miss this week? And two or three? Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take your your opinion on it, Kev. What what are you? You know, you've just said that Watkins might be slightly. You know, out of form at the minute, he's one goal in eleven Premier League games. No one will be as frustrated as him, but you know, it's—is it a concern at the minute? It's clearly a concern because we were a team that want to finish top six. You know, I, you know, predicted us to finish higher than that Champions League spots if we'd have got the signings and maybe not had the injuries. You know, that I thought about it. So well, you have to have expectations high. But looking at those XG figures that came out the other day, alongside he ending up what his season goals were. Look, I want us to be the best we can be, but there's no one better than Ollie Watkins for us in that team at the moment. I mean, I mean, no, no one better. So I think if he has a bad game, um, he, he keeps playing because we haven't got a Tammy Abraham right waiting to go to take him out the firing line. Um, and we've we've got to back him. It doesn't mean you know. I, I think this is the thing, isn't it? Right, Watkins is getting grief, and I, th- I, I want to try and take a, a reasonable view on this. It's okay to be frustrated if you're missing chances and, and, and he's not retaining the ball very very well. It's okay to be frustrated. And I think the fact of the matter is, is that we've got high expectations. So those ones that are saying that want the club to do better and think we should be probably a bit more consistent in his areas. Then the other side mm-hmm. of the argument is, hang on a minute, his XG almost matches his goals output within like point, that, yeah. point something. So this season, in a normal season, it would be, he would be on like you know two three goals whatever already now. So that point is if you balance that across the season, he'll have XG in other games. Well, he'll exceed his XG rather than, than than obviously be under it. So I think this is the kind of game where he can get his confidence back. I do, be, I really do as well. Yeah, he's a confidence yeah. player, isn't it? He's a you know I saw something the other day as well. Holt and their hero Dean Saunders and Watkins has got a better strike right for Villa than, than Dean Saunders has. Well, people. If, I, do you know what? They're quite similar in the fact that Dino used to go on those runs where he'd he'd, he'd, he'd go on like, you know, nine in 10 and then he wouldn't... I remember there was a time he didn't score for like... He's when we finished second in the league and I think it was about 12, 13 games where he didn't score and then he scored against Man City when we beat him 3-1 and it, it literally came off his... I think he was right in front of the goal off his chest or something. He nearly put it over. But it's one of those where, you know, when you're not scoring, you get that tension and the, the goal looks the goal looks all of a sudden looks tiny and you just need one to to come off your ass, as they say, or something like that, just to get you the get you the uh, get you off the mark sort of thing. So yeah, and Adam, Adam sums it up quite well. Only thing we can do with Ollie is back him. There's no other senior options that offer what, what he does. And that and that's the point, isn't it? Like we have got to back him really. And as we as we keep saying, he's, he's a frustrating player, but he's been our top scorer for the last three seasons, as Dale said before. He scored double figures in the Premier League. He's he's wanted by lots of clubs that are you know kind of in other Premier League rivals. So every time we every time we do like match previews with other other clubs teams as well, they always say you know Ollie Watkins is a good player. We've got to watch out for him and all that kind of stuff. So he's obviously rated across different clubs. So. I just think, yeah, let's let's back him. And, and at the end of the day, right, whether it's Bailey, whether it's Diaby, whether it's Watkins, back them because, like we've said, they've won eight home games in a row. So whatever team, whatever teams Emery's putting out there, they're doing the job. They're doing the business. That's it. I mean, I don't think we have to really keep worrying about it. It's as if, like, we're waiting for him to do things wrong. We know what he does good. Why can't we concentrate on that? It always has to be what he doesn't do. We know Watkins is a streaky striker. He banged in 10 in 12. Now he's got one in 11. I'm more concerned about how many of them games we've won. 
Like, if Watkins hasn't scored and we win 3-0, I don't give a shit, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's if he's costing us games. You know, when, when it's a when it's a nil-nil and he misses a sitter in the last minute, and you know, and it's cost you a couple of points, then it's different. But for me, it's a team game. Watkins does his bit for the team, he has his good runs, he has his bad runs, you know, and it is what it is. Until someone better comes along, this is what we've got, and we should just get behind him. Yeah, we've we, we, we've been quite reasonable and pragmatic about it tonight, haven't we? We are, we have. We've we've actually yeah. been we've had a good good discussion about it, to be fair. Um Ujant Singh, who's joining us. Great to have you on board, mate. Bailey is unlikely to start after a 10-hour flight back to the UK, especially since he's coming off uh, two back-to-back 90-minutes international fixtures for the reggae boys, who I believe have four points out of the first two games in the in the kind of... I don't know if it's a qualifying or if it's a Nations League for the con, Conmebol, is it? I think their, their um, situation is. But yeah, so um, they've got a good team now, Jamaica, to be fair. Um, so... Yeah, we'll look out for them. Uh, re- we'll make sure we look out for them, actually, because hopefully they get in the World Cup and the next one. Um, but yeah, lots of people backing Oli. Uh, Master P says, Oli is like a, a train running over defenders. I'm sure all centre-backs hate facing him. Um, just like what I used to say about people criticising Mings, you would love to see them try and run past him. Um, yeah, and Adam said, if Oli was, was consistent, he wouldn't be at Villa after all, which is exactly what I've said. You know, he is a 12 to 12 to 15, 16 goal season striker is about where we are at the moment. You know, when we want to push up to the next level, then may or, or to push at Olian or whatever, then then we'll go for that next level. Obviously, if if Watkins can't take us there, but at the moment, let's 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 back him. Um, lads, I will we'll get our predictions shortly. I'm just going to see if there's any more any more comments. What I also want to say is, um, we're gonna we're hopefully. We are going to do lots and lots of content for everyone uh, with the channel. Uh, and I, I love the idea of the fans forum to kind of do some of the other talking points around Villa. So I know people have talking about the women's team and we're going to do lot, lots of features on the women's team. But and then obviously other general questions as well. So we're going to do match preview, match reaction and then and then fans forum where we'll cover things like the women's team, like any other talking points and stuff like that. So. Thank you for all your questions, um, but we want to try and bring you more content and actually spend more time on those subjects. So do look out for our fans forum and match reaction shows that we will be that we will be bringing you. Um, so, lads, let's go for match predictions uh, for score predictions for Saturday, um, and you guys get your get your score predictions in the chat as well, um, George. I will come to you first, mate. What are you What are you going for on, on Saturday? And are you at the game? Uh, no, sadly, I'm not going to the game. I'm um, working working day and night Saturday, so no um, no villa for me. But I'll still be obviously watch the game um, on the telly. Well, you know, as 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 we watch it when we can't go, <laughs> so no more. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm going to go for a narrow one nil win. Uh, I think it'd be a tight game, but maybe similar to last year. Um, I was going to say Bailey to score the goal, but your man there seems, seems to think he won't be playing. But I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with that as I wrote it down before the game. So I'm going to go one nil Leon Bailey. Ooh, match winner, match yeah. winner, Kev, the match winner, Leon Bailey. Um, Adamski says five minutes only on the women's. We will spend a lot more time on that because Kev, I know you um, really champion the women's side as well. Um, so we will feature a lot more with them. And also, I always forget. Our FPL league that will be focused on in the fans forum as well because I, I I basically put my team in and then just completely forget about making transfers, forget about doing anything with it, and uh, and then just kind of goes out of my mind. So yeah, we will we will focus on the uh, fantasy Premier League as well Rich, uh, on Rich, the fans forum. Rich, we're not talking about that because last week I thought Sterling's playing pretty well, so I captained him and I thought well everyone's going to have Harlan captain, so you know Sterling's going to have a point to prove not getting in Gareth's squad. Certainly got me four points. Harlan got a hat trick. I also put bloody Evan Ferguson on the bench, and he got a hat trick. So absolutely, not I've, I've had enough of this. I would have got two hat tricks. <laughs> you were in the top twenty as well. It's flying. I know this is my problem. I think to myself, right, is, everyone else is going to have Salah and um, and Harlan. So I reckon. I reckon Johan Visser's going to go on a run of scoring fifteen goals in two games. <laughs> I'll triple captain him. You know, oh, it didn't work out. Funny that, isn't it? Um, it's the differential. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just before we go into um 
the predictions, I was just going to say there was a comment before. I just wanted to wanted to quick, quickly pop up um, about strikers, obviously. Um, and it was Gary said it, and it was um, I start to get worried if Archer gets another couple of goals this weekend and Ollie strikes out again. That's the point around like it, it's it's obviously a more of a kind of a micro focused point. If Villa lose to Palace, the knives are out for the club. If Watkins fails again. Uh, and Archer maybe gets a couple of goals at, um, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and he's he, he, you know he's up and running even more so. Then that's when I think you might start to get a little bit of a, you know, and that's when I mean you know Harry Maguire gets pelts from, from, from all, all parts, isn't it? When someone gets in your back a little bit, so I really hope Ollie does um, does come back to some form because we needed as much as I want Archer to do brilliant. I'd love him, to, you know, one of our own come back to the club and you know be a Michael Owen for us type character. We have to stop looking backwards. And if you Kev, sorry to jump in there, but Archer, I listened to Archer um, do his interview after the um, the game against Everton the other week. He said himself he has to play off a pretty much he has to play off a big man. So if he was going to be playing for Villa, he'd be playing with Watkins anyway. Yeah, well, you know, he's may- a second striker, maybe more of a Tammy Abraham type type player. <laughs> we, we used to say this all the time, Rich. You know, I think Keenan Davis and Archer would have got a few goals in the Premier League. Yeah. They would have done. They would have done. Maybe not the quality though. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, look, all the best to Cameron Archer. And, and I'm sure Watkins will get back in the Premier League goals. He's obviously scored goals this season. He got a hat-trick against Hibs. So, you know, he has scored this season. So it's not as if he's drawn a total blank. But yeah, um, I'm sure he will get back to goal-scoring form very soon. Um, Duncan says 3-1 Villa. Um, Richo 63, our resident Everton fan in the house, uh, says 3-1 Villa. Um, Mr. Martin Leonard in the house says 3 0 Villa, DRB and Watkins double. Uh, Rachel says 2 1 Villa. Um, Adam says 2 1 Villa and both goals from Ollie. Um, and Paul says Aston Villa 6, Crystal Palace nil. So he's sticking with that and he's saying Come Watkins on, is going to get five. We love it. Adamski 5 1 Villa. That'll be amazing. Amazing. Gary says, Battle of the Holiday Residences, Villa 2, Palace 1. I love Gary's puns, yeah. Really random in the house. Evening, mate. Get your prediction in for us. Um, uh, where are we? Dale says, uh, Dale says, 2-0 Watkins and Louise. Uh, Rub says, who is your captain this week so we know who to avoid? <laughs> Harlan, they went Harlan this week. <laughs> I don't know who Man City have got, to be fair. Who cares? Uh, I, I, I want to put a couple of... T- uh, Tottenham playing Sheffield United. Yeah. Sheffield United playing Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah. Might be worth playing, putting Madison or something as captain. Um, Jam Jack says 2-0, Zaniolo and Watkins. Um, uh, Gary says Davis is injured already. I did see that for Udinese. He's already got an injury, so that's always Classic. been his problem. Classic. Yeah. Gaza says 2-1 Villa. Um, so all everyone very confident. Are you confident, Kev? That is the question. Um, I think it's going to be 2 0 to Aston Villa, and I'm back in our striker Oliver Watkins to score both goals. 2 0, clean sheet at home, which which Emmy Martinez will be happy with, and Ali will get both goals. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> Rub saying he bets Haaland will be rested this game. So there I, so. I did that last season as well. When it was a double game week, I thought, right, triple captain time for Haaland. I think he got like, no, De Bruyne I did. He didn't play the one game. And then the second game, he got two points. So I got six, six points. We haven't got to go at this anymore. I'm, I'm getting no. Yeah, yeah. It's giving you a PTSD there, Kevin. Yeah, I think. Really, <laughs> really random. Villa three, Palace one, or maybe three nil Villa. So either way, very confident uh, about the score. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go three one. Yeah, I, I do think we'll concede, um, but I think we will get the win. Um, and I'm going to go Leon Bailey for a goal. I'm going to go Watkins and let's go Zaniolo. I think Zaniolo will score. Come on. Um, so yeah, um, great, uh, great victory for Villa. I'm sure on Saturday it gets us back to winning ways. That'll be nine points from the first five games, so it'll be a pretty decent start and taking us into a very, very, very busy period. Um, lads, uh, great show as always. Thank you for joining. Uh, joining on the show um, and everyone thank you for watching and thank you for your comments um, as I say at the start of the show do please hit that like button and hit that subscribe button help us on the road to 3k 
Um, we're very, very close to 2,400. So, yeah, if you haven't already, please do hit that subscribe button. We're going to be back with plenty more shows. I'll have my bite-sized preview to come up uh, tomorrow. We'll have a match reaction show. We'll have fans forum. We'll have preview for the conference league. We'll have reaction to the conference league. So many shows. We'll have talking tactics that will be back next week. So please do make sure you got your notifications on so you know when we our shows will be on. And as always, remember, we all follow the villa. Thanks, everyone. Oh.